Do You Do Podcast with Matt and Al. Hey everybody and welcome to the What Do You Do Podcast. I'm Matt and my boy Al's here. Hey Al. Hey, how's it going everyone? How are you doing Al? I'm doing great Matt. Right on. So you remember last week we were talking to Tiffany Morris about healthy eating and the whole local farm, farm to table, whatever stuff, right? By Our local. next. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Our next guest today is a functional medicine health coach and a Psych K facilitator, and I know she knows about this, so we're going to start with this, Ms. Sylvie Oliver. Hey, Sylvie. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm really great. Thanks for having me. Life is going well, I assume. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to start off first with, uh, you were the first gluten-free person I ever knew. How how did that, <laughs> no, honestly, and now it just seems to be this hipster or whatever, which I don't even believe half the people... Really so trendy nowadays. But you were the first person that ever brought that to my attention. And how did that develop? Was it, was it, what, did you have an eating disorder or like, could you not mm-hmm. digest things? Like, how did that work? Right. Um, well, yeah, that was a while ago, I guess about uh, maybe even 15 years ago. It started with digestive issues. And I just had the gamut of all the digestive issues that people usually have. And it led me to finding a naturopath. And through the naturopath, I started to learn about, you know, eating differently that suited me trying to heal my digestive issues. And it started with removing gluten and removing dairy. So that's when I first became gluten-free at that time. And I I was probably 80% of the time gluten-free, kind of eating gluten-free at home, but I would occasionally enjoy some pasta or some bread if I was at a restaurant. And, and for, then, you and know, for the fast, idiots out, yeah. uh, out there for us, yes. what do, explain what gluten is for the layman. Um, gluten is protein that you find in, um, in bread, basically, and in pasta and, and in wheat. So that's what you find. It's this kind of um, stick, like when it's in your body, it becomes this sticky glue, essentially, and it starts to slow things down. And that's why we tend to, over time, we've been having problems with it. So it is a protein. Interesting. And so what I'm curious about is like, how, how did you, like, did you go to the doctor? Like you shouldn't be eating gluten or were you, it was this a, a, a soul journey on your own. Like I should cut this out for a while. Like I don't eat chicken anymore because I realized chicken makes right. me feel horrible. And it took okay, me years good. to figure that out. Yes. And I just cut it out yeah. of my life and I'm, I'm all right now. Just saying the same thing with hot sauces and stuff like that. Like I can't digest it anymore. So I don't yes, do okay. it or hard liquor. I can't handle it. So I don't do it. <laughs> Good is that, for how, you. Is that well, how it came to be? Well, for me, it was with the help of the naturopath that helped me figure out that I should, you know, remove that from my diet. And eventually, though, I got, you know, fast forward with having two children and then you don't sleep and then your your health really tanks. And then, then at that stage, it became really bad. My digestive issues kind of came back again because it kind of healed for a point. And then I found out that I had celiac disease. So that's about, you know, Sanders, nine years old, or 10. So I guess about... Um, probably about five years ago, I figured out that I was, I found out that I was now celiac. So, you know, kind of kept my gluten intolerance at a manageable state over a period of time. Then, you know, you know, kind of, we go through these life changes and then with that life change of not getting enough rest and body going under stress, all of a sudden my body just completely cannot have any gluten. So to this day now for the last, I don't know how many years now, I'd say five or six. I've I've haven't had any gluten at all, 
unless it's been by accident, which has happened a couple times. And it, does it use you feel much better? Like I see these these uh, these yes. uh, drinks you make in the morning, these like certain <laughs> teas and everything, and I'm like, those look freaking yeah. yummy. Yes, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, so, and I yeah. Absolutely. I feel better like when I don't eat gluten. And the one time I had gluten by accident, which was a couple of Christmases ago, my mom made some codfish balls and she forgot to tell me that she put wheat in it. And I, and I ate a couple and sure enough, um, I couldn't stay awake past dinner time. I completely was just passed out and my brain, like brain fog. So for me, it doesn't become then digestive issues that I have now. If I were to um, ingest gluten, it becomes more of brain inflammation is what ends up happening to my body at this stage. Wow. Yeah. So, which is what led me down the road of exploring the brain, brain health. <laughs> okay. So that's beautiful lead in. Yes. So we, I want to go into this whole functional medicine health coach. Please tell me mm-hmm. what is that? <laughs> All right. Well, um, really what I'm doing is I'm helping people change their environment in order to help them achieve their specific health goals. So as a coach, you know, we're looking at the different parts of their life, the different environments that they live in, which is, you know, how you eat, how you move, how you sleep, the stress you have in your life, reducing toxic load. And then probably the most important thing that I've come to understand in the past year, which is your mindset and your subconscious beliefs. So as a coach, what, what I'm doing is someone comes and presents some disease that they have or some health issue that they have, and they might be working with a functional medicine doctor whom I also work with uh, together. And then we look at all these um, different areas of your life, nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress, right, mindset, and we look at all those areas and look at the things that we need to change and improve in order to shift the needle for their health. You say you, say you work with doctors. Um... I do, yes. So how how does that work? Like out of like family doctors out of their office, out of the hospital, out of how, um, no, it's it, it's a functional medicine doctor. Um, so there's one, there's a few in Toronto. Um, it's a pretty big thing in the U.S. It's starting to really pick up. But um, so there's a functional medicine here in Toronto that I work with. I go to that clinic uh, once a week, and so clients are coming in to see her for their let's say Hashimoto's or digestive issues, IBS. And then I'm part of the program as well that they see me to actually implement the program or the protocol that they need to do, right? So there's certain supplements that they need to start um, taking. There's certain diets that they need to go on, exercise that they need to do, stress management that they need to do. That's all prescribed by the functional medicine Mm -hmm. doctor. And then I'm essentially there stepping in to help them over the next three to six months to hold them accountable to ensure that they make the changes and to help them figure out how to make the changes. Because, you know, you go to a doctor, a doctor might tell you to quit smoking or quit eating fat or whatever it is, but then how are you going to do it? How are you going to implement it into your daily life when you're stressed out about your kids, about your job, you don't have time, right? Those are the things that then you kind of need someone to help you as a coach to help you figure it out. So So are you almost like a midwife or a sponsor? I'd say more like a caseworker, you know, like, like we're, you look after mm-hmm. their diet or, or their recommended mm-hmm. diet or whatnot. You do the follow-up. Mm-hmm. You make sure that yeah. they're on track. Um, if they have right. any questions, they give you a call. Those, That's right. Exactly, yeah. 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 Wow, that sounds cool. So what did, So what got, what got you into the Site K part of it? The Site K part, yeah. So I guess along my journey, I started to pretty get solid with my eating, my nutrition, and my exercise. Started to feel a lot better. 
Um, but then just started to explore the area of brain health and have seen a couple of family members go down the road of Alzheimer's and, um, you know, cognitive decline and started to think about my own brain health and was worried about that. So I was just fascinated, I think, by, you know, the brain. And then as the coaching has progressed and learning and seeing so many clients coming in and realizing that, you know, the majority of clients, the real problem they have is their stress in their life and the anxiety in their life. And I wanted to figure out another way of how to help them with that. And somehow I stumbled on Psyche, which is a way to change your subconscious beliefs. And the more I read about it and, you know, also um, doing more reading and research on Dr. Joe Dispenza, I really started to understand that you can eat all the kale you freaking want in your life. Hmm. But if your thoughts are constantly negative all day long, it doesn't matter how mm -hmm. much kale you're going to eat because your your health is still not going to shift to where you need it to be or you know improve because of your mind because yeah. of the thoughts that you have the programs that you have running right and so that really fascinated me that whole area and i think that's what led me there yeah i'm a firm believer that it's a balance between you know the mind the body the spiritual yes. you know everything has to be in balance um otherwise yes. if, if something's out of out of whack then the yeah. other two have to overcompensate and, and then you're completely out of balance. So what happens is, you know, you, you end up getting too focused in one particular area and things in the other areas are neglected. Yes. And people get very focused on what they're eating and that's all they can think about mm -hmm. and then become neurotic about that too. Exactly. Right. And that's, that in itself is the problem, right? I mean, when I'm coaching people and they want to ask me if they want to have a piece of whatever it is, chocolate, whatever the thing is, you know, I say, yes, you can have that one thing this week, but enjoy it when you have it. If you're going to be eating mm -hmm. it and feeling miserable with every bite, then don't eat it. Yeah, right? and everything then, in moderation. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. So explain to me then, so, uh, okay, I am uh, I got problems. I'm here to see the functional medicine health coach, and mm -hmm. he says, Sylvie's going to help you out here. What's my first mm -hmm. What's my first step? What, 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 so, what yeah, do you, that's what, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> well, what, what we literally do is we sit down for an hour. The first session is always an hour long. And the first session is always nutrition heavy and nutrition focused because it's an easy place to start and it's an easy place to start, um, you know, developing rapport with each other and understanding each other, especially for myself. So I usually just kind of listen the first hour and the client yourself would do a lot of the talking and I want to hear about what you eat, you know, how you eat it, you know, what yeah. you have for lunch, breakfast, dinner. And we kind of just look at all of those areas. And then we start talking a little bit about your sleep and about your exercise and about stress. And essentially at the end of that hour, we would look at two or three things in terms of action items that you could start mm -hmm. to implement and change over the next couple of weeks. And then we would meet again and then see where you're at and then go back to what else we need to change. Just out of curiosity, and you've been uh, doing a coach uh, function with the, the functional doctor for mm -hmm. how long now? Um, it's been, it's getting close to two years now that wow. I've been working specifically with, uh, Dr. Bosner here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. yeah. have, you, have you seen big results yet? Like, have you seen like, we, oh, I helped that person. Yeah, absolutely. People definitely feel better and they, it's, it's specifically the people who want to do the work, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? If you don't want well, to like do everything. the work. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, exactly. Then, I, know, we, I know people that, yeah. you know, if you go to the hospital and they tell you to stop certain things and you don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us had to stop certain things, and we all know oh. certain people that just refuse to. 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of lose mm-hmm. sympathy at that point. I'm sorry. I have a little like, look, dude, or mm-hmm. <laughs> whoever. Oh, I, 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 like in my personal life, I have my mom, right? So my mom's on oxygen and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. she's been told by her specialist to quit smoking. And yet, mm-hmm. and yet she continues to smoke. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's so frustrating. I guess it's a mindset. It comes back down to mindset where you have to want to do it. If you don't want to do it, it doesn't matter what kind of influence right. or, you know, if the person doesn't want to do it, they... Well, the other thing that, you know, to look at is when someone can't let go of something so easily. So for, for whatever reason, Matt, you, you you let go of smoking, let's say. But if there is sometimes for people with whatever habit they have, you know, whatever numbing device that they have to numb themselves, if there's a really strong connection to some sort of potential childhood trauma or some child or some trauma from the past or something else that's deeper that's why usually that person can't let it go so easily, right? And that's how I see it. And this is what I'm learning from people and from all the research that I've done. You know, I just meet people where they're at. And if they're not ready to let go of something, then that's fine. Then I know that there's something deeper involved in there. And then I know as a coach that I have to just listen a bit more and see what other questions I need to ask to uncover that, right? And that's the beauty of then having the knowledge of Psych K as another tool to use with my clients. That's, I've been so happy in, re, in recent months to have Psych K because I've recently become a Psych K facilitator because I actually feel that I actually have a tool now to work with to help ask the right questions that uncover something that then says, okay, you know, you can't, there's some people who just can't drink more water for whatever reason. They just can't do it. Like I'm asking them to drink, you know, six bottles of water a day and they, it's impossible for them. And it seems like a really silly thing. Like, why can't you just drink more water? You put the bottle in front of you and drink it. But what if really the deep root of that, and let's say if it's a, it's a mom, it's a woman, it's because she is, she has not prioritized in her life and her subconscious that she's important enough to feel better, right? Because she's too busy taking care of everybody else. It's really at the root cause, the root of this issue, this one little task that she needs to do for herself is that actually her self-worth, that's why she can't drink the water. It's not about the water, right? It's always something deeper. It's also, it's always some like self-worth issue or some other block that you have in your emotional body that prevents you from, you know, living the better lifestyle. So there's always something deeper rooted when someone doesn't actually want to let go of, you know, that numbing thing that they're doing. Sylvia, I wanted to ask you, um, so a a client comes to you, you come up with Mm -hmm. a a plan and, Mm -hmm. you know, you've gone through, say, six months of treatment with the client or, you know, several visits Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And they get to a point now where you've seen some results, you've seen some progress, but you've done as as much as you can do tactically with these changes in their behavior and their eating habits and everything, but you know there's something deeper how do you mm-hmm. go about you know i guess you could say for lack of a better word reprogramming their behavior so that they can evolve beyond what they're currently doing and this is someone who's not seeing the progression that they want well they they've gotten to the point where physically or emotionally or whatever that they've done you've done the most that you can do and now you got to take it to the next level You've done all mm-hmm. the basic scratching the surface, uh, easy win stuff that you can do. Like, hey, cut out this in your diet. Okay, yeah. I've done it. Well, okay, yeah. I've done this. I've done that. So what's the next step after after they've gotten past those small tactical well, activities? What I'm finding is that in the beginning with, um, with most clients, exactly as you said, the tactical stuff in the beginning is nutrition, right? Mm-hmm. Nutrition is usually something easy to kind of to approach. 
including sleep and exercise. Mm -hmm. What then it starts to shift into is asking the questions about their personal relationships, right? And what relationships do they have in their life that are challenging and difficult, whether it be family members, whether it be romantic ones, and and then also work and anything around work. And, and, And so in that area, in asking questions, that's where the deeper stuff comes alive and where you then start to understand that, oh, I've had anxiety actually my whole life. Oh, actually, you know, so then you start hearing the stories, right? The stories from their past, the stories from their childhood, and then you start to understand the person and then they actually start to understand themselves better because what this all is really is that they are now having someone ask them questions and someone listen to them that they're becoming more aware of their own emotional state because essentially most people run through their day and run through their life like with no clue of what their emotional body is telling them, right? Because we're just busy working, busy having to get home, busy sleeping, busy eating, busy doing all that stuff that we don't spend enough time actually sitting and going inward. So in having a coaching session, when someone's asking you that question and asking you to kind of think about going inward, asking you to journal about how you feel, asking you to do meditations, to do more of the inward work, then that's how you start, you know, unpeeling the onion and getting deeper. And 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 hopefully they want to for themselves. Some people don't want to. And if they don't want to, then their healing is going to, you know, stop at a certain stage, right? Because they don't want to go further. I think you do really have to go more inward if you actually want to have more of a healing and, you know, continue on that healing journey. And I think it's also important to recognize that you should never look to any person anyways to heal you, that really you are your own healer and that every person you meet along that journey, whether someone who does Reiki or someone who helps you with breathing, it's all part of the journey of you trying to get to a place where you feel more at peace with yourself and more joy, right? Not one person is going to do it for you, just like one food yeah. is going to do it for you. You're right? really so just a guide, right? You're yes, just absolutely. You're just on the absolutely. path towards self-awareness. Yes, that's how I see it. You know, that's what I've done for myself. I think the moment you become aware is the moment that you're really on your on your way to healing. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not aware, right, yeah. of the things that you're doing, of you know, the way you're reacting, then, you know, you're not, you're not going to get to the next stage. You have yeah. to become aware first. And I'm so trying body, to do my mind best. and then spiritual, I guess would be your stage three. Yes. You're like a Sherpa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go mountain climbing. People, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, I think what I'm realizing more about myself as time goes on is the thing I love the most to do is really be with people and connect with people and listen. I really actually just well, enjoy deeper relationships, to right? It's much deeper. Relationships. I really do. Like I, I really hate conversation about the weather and any other. Oh my God. Like I can't that. stand that. Like, like, you know I, what? I you, anybody like, who brings up I, the weather's a dick. I know. Yeah. You know, like, like, so like, tell I, me about what your thoughts are around certain yeah. things that matter. How about that heat? Yeah. yeah. And I just, well, I, I mean, just not that, you know, I just can't do it. And I often find myself always in situations where people are telling me things that like, I've never told anyone this, you know, and that's, I always find myself in that situation because I ask the question and then I listen. And that's all, that's all I'm really doing to a certain extent, right? Is I'm asking questions and I'm listening and I'm creating space for that person to finally go, okay, yeah, I should prioritize my health. I should really do these things. That's all I'm really doing for someone, right? I'm just creating that space for them. You're, the people are looking at you because you, you practice what you preach. 
I do. Absolutely. So, I mean, I I find those to be the best people like Mireille LaVictoire, who we had here talking, and she's big into breathing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. She practiced, like, she's not, she's only talking about stuff she's done herself. Her own experience. She's like, I don't know if this can help everybody, but this is what works for me. Now, I I wanted to ask you about your your, uh, Dr. Joe Dispensa. You're going to Mm -hmm. one of his retreats. Where is that? Where is that? You're going. Well, I haven't booked mine yet, but I, I plan to. I, I want to go. In 2020, I plan to be at one of his retreats. He's coming uh, really close in September. He's going to be in Niagara Falls area. Niagara Falls, America, or Niagara Falls, Canada? The U.S. side. Damn. He was actually in, He was actually in Toronto last October, and if you were part of that retreat, you'd be scaling the side of a building downtown Toronto because that's actually one of the things they did. He always has a challenge during oh. his retreat where you have to do something to really get outside of your body and push your fears. And in Toronto, they actually repelled a side of a side of a building. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about um, you know how how really yourself have become to get to this level of self awareness where you're capable of coaching and helping others like like really where where's where did this all come from like how did you discover this and become fascinated with all of with all of this um i think with my like as i said before with my own health with my own health and i mean the worst stage of my physical health was when you know both of my children were they were small so let's say they were under five and the youngest one you know she came to the side of my bed in the morning and she was literally trying to wake me up saying, you know, I'm hungry. Are you going to get up soon to feed us? And at that stage, I knew like, shit, my health is really bad right now. Because I was just having extreme brain fog and feeling really crappy. Um, and that was for me like the point of like I had to change and do something because now I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning to feed my kids. So, you know, that's what kind of led me there. And then as time goes on, I um, just got really interested in health and realized I didn't want to go back to school and become yeah. some sort of functional medicine doctor. Like I said before, I really enjoy being around people. And I, I then found the spot of being a coach, essentially. And just I'm very interested, I guess, in transformation, I guess, essentially, at the root of all of it, I've always been very interested in transformation and that's what led me to self-awareness and and all the you know the different tools that we can use to become more self-aware and, and i'm convinced with the the current generation and and you know mm-hmm. the younger folks that are a lot more self-aware about yes. these kinds of things and yes. and i find there's a lot of resistance in gen x and higher um mm-hmm. when it comes to opening up you know, to new concepts and new ideas on how Don't you tell can me what to yeah. heal your body. <laughs> exactly. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I mean, there's a reason for that, right? And that's because, you know, the planet's changing and I believe mm-hmm. that, you know, consciousness is amazing. And so that's why these things are happening. And yes, definitely the younger generations are more with it. Like I, I expose my kids, you know, who are 10 and seven constantly to quantum physics, Joe Dispenza, they, I forced them to listen to podcasts in the car. And oh yeah, me too. I do the same thing. <laughs> and like, you know, and, and they just, they get it. They, they ask lots of questions right away and they're very interested. So, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of hope for the future and what yeah. we're going to be like. <laughs> and so just explain exactly what Dr. Joe Dispenza is all about quickly before we mm-hmm. go into the site K part of it all. What's Dr. Joe about? Dr. Joe is about, you know, 
breaking the habit of being yourself, which is the title of one of his books. And I think that that says it all. And it's a book that I recommend always to actually my clients to read. Because essentially, um, you know, the people that are going to his retreats, they are looking for healing, right? They've got every disease imaginable that's out there, right? They have it, right? From MS to basic things like digestive orders, digestive disorders. And so, you know, what he's trying to teach them is that the body that created that disease is the same body that can get rid of the disease. But in order for that to happen, you have to actually stop being that person and that environment that created that disease. And what he's trying to teach, the beauty of his work, is that he really brings in the science along with the mystical to show you that you can actually do it. This is not just for yogis sitting in a mountain somewhere and sure it's easy to become zen when no one's bothering you, but how do you do it in the city, right? How do you do it in your day-to-day life when, you know, coworkers are bothering you or your children are bothering you? So he's really teaching people how to get beyond themselves, right? And become a better version of themselves if that's what they want in order to improve their health. So the psyche part, which I find Mm -hmm. very curious. So we're going to start with Robert Williams. Okay, so I went back and I I researched these guys. Uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Bruce Lipton is a biologist Mm -hmm. who um, Mm -hmm. he worked at Stanford and another school, Mm -hmm. which he didn't mention, uh, which he left. And his, his studies were all about how changing cells, how each cell has its own brain mm-hmm. and its own waves mm-hmm. and its own you know, mm-hmm. functions. And it was at a conference, him explaining that, but not explaining how to change it, where he met Robert Williams, yes. who was like, I know how to change that. Yes. Now, Robert Williams, a psychotherapist, yes. was able to get, you have to, you know, meditate to get into your, so he says, you know, your conscious mind is giving off 40 bits of information but your subconscious mind is giving out 40,000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're, 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 you're basically working off your subconscious without even knowing it. So the way to heal yeah, your yourself yeah, yeah, yep. is, to, is to now go to the subconscious and change that from the trauma you had before. Am I getting this right? Yes. So here's my thing. The Robert Williams part, I, I, I get because honestly, going into your subconscious, I, I believe that trauma, I've had it, you've had it, We've mm-hmm. all had it, mm-hmm. and it, I'm sure it is delving into the rest of our lives without us even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, as a facilitator, are you then? Do you know how to change the subconscious mind? Because <laughs> I didn't well, quite I, get. I, I'm like, I, it looks like you have to meditate and just. I yeah. Don't know. So it, it's actually not any meditation with psyche. So psyche oh, okay. is basically a it's a quick and simple way to access your subconscious mind. Um, to change perceptions and limiting beliefs and transform perceptions and traumas. And the way that it's done is via um, these balances that um, that uh, Rob Williams, um, well, I, no, I wouldn't say created, but that he downloaded because, as he says, um, it was gifted. Yeah, it was gifted to him. So through balances and through um, uh, muscle testing, right? So you actually through muscle testing, you you get permission and commitment from your subconscious mind to say this is something that we want to reprogram, and then the subconscious mind actually responds via muscle testing, yes or no. It's a weak or strong response, and then through that, you create a new goal statement that you want, whatever it is. So whatever you're experiencing that you don't like in your life, what what would you rather experience that? You write it into a positive statement, I am, whatever, 
And then that is what gets reprogrammed into the subconscious mind through a balance. There's no meditation. It's quick and simple. Really? It's, it's, ama- it's amazing, basically. So, like, you know, I could come visit you and, you know, we would just do it together. Yeah. Or we could actually you could even do it remotely. So I also know now how to do it um, via phone or video. Really? Um, is another way. So it's yeah. There's no me- there's no meditating. That's the beauty of. That's why I've actually kind of been really studying these two, you know, these two areas together. Or two people, I guess. Joe Dispenza's work and um, and Robin like the site K part because the site K is actually a practical way of doing it with clients. And then for me, the Joe Dispenza has given me like the foundation of understanding the brain, how the brain works, how our brain waves work, and how the subconscious mind works which is what Psyche is then giving me the tool of how to use it with clients. Interesting. And, and like, just give an example, like how we're sitting here, mm-hmm. if there's no meditating, would you just like get better dumbass? Oh, can I give you a really quick, can <laughs> yeah. I give you a really quick example of a client that yeah. was so transformative for her? So a, a, a really older, much older client in her seventies, she came in and she was having, she was having a whole slew of, you know, digestive stuff and health issues, which we were getting to between the functional medicine doctor and I, but she was still always struggling with something. So I asked her to come in let's do some psyche. So I asked her what's happening in your life, what's going on. She went through a whole list of mundane stuff that people complain about. That's fine. And then I said, what else is happening? Tell me more. What else is going on? And then she like loaded a bomb on me and she said, well, the truth is, is that she has three sons or two sons. I do not believe that God is going to take care of my kids once I leave. So this was really what was eating exactly. Right. So this was really what's been eating at her. Not like that she's busy and that, you know, all the mundane stuff that we complain about. What was really eating at her was that she didn't she didn't have trust in God. And this is her belief system, right? And, th- and that's fine. And so in her belief system, she's worrying about her sons because some of them aren't maybe doing well. And so she's really worried that God's not going to take care of them when she passes. So we had to unpack that, right, and talk about that. And in within that, she created a new statement that suited her. Because in Psych K, the client always creates the new goal statement. I don't do that. You do that for yourself. We do it together. And then she, we, we do a balance. She did the balance with that new statement. And during that period of time, like she started to ball, you know, during that time where she was doing the balance, it really shifted something in her to create this new thought, this new belief system that she would rather have, of course, of having trusting that God is going to take care of her and her children. And that was, you know, very profound for her. And it was for me even watching because it was, you know, it was incredible. So that's kind of, that's some of the stuff that we work with. It sounded like till she just had a lack of faith in God at that point in her belief system. Like if she would have believed God, who's according to God fearing people, Mm -hmm. take care of everyone. She was having self doubt in her own beliefs. That's right. So we had to get into that subconscious part, right, to reprogram it. Because, you know, you can say affirmations all you want. That's why affirmations don't work, right? You can say all the affirmations you want. But if really deep down in your subconscious, it really doesn't it really doesn't believe it. If you don't believe that you, you can go really through the heal your body. Yeah, if you don't really believe that the body can really heal itself, if you don't really believe that you can heal yourself of a digestive issue, then you can eat all the wonderful food you want and you can say all the affirmations you want and keep writing them out. 
But if your subconscious doesn't believe it, which is running 95% of the show during the day and it runs your autonomic nervous system, then you will not have a shift. You will not have a change. You will not get healed. This is why it's so profound, this work. You really have to change it at the root, which is your subconscious beliefs, which is what Bruce Lipton was you know, proving in terms of this Petri dish example that your genes don't create disease. It's the environment around it, your genes mm-hmm. that, you know, that then turn the expression on of those genes. What I find is fascinating here is, um, you're right, like when something happens in your life and you know, you're not, your, your body starts to react in negative ways mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it, and, and that's a cascading effect really because what, what happens in your mind, and that's usually where it starts, it's in your mind or because of emotional response. Yes. And then yeah. from there it materializes itself physically into your body, which then yes. propagates in the way you treat others. Because yeah. you're not happy inside, so yeah. you, therefore, you project negativity. Yeah. And yeah. then, and so, so it's just, it's this massive cascading thing. So at some point, when you right. trigger that self-awareness, you realize like, oh, wow, it's right. not other people that are toxic. I'm actually the toxic person. Right. And what, jo- what Dr. Joe explains, you know, going back to your question of what is he really teaching, he's trying to teach that it's, it's in that pattern that then all of a sudden that trigger comes in and you're back to behaving like that same person as before, the example you just gave, right? And you're just back into this wheel and every time reacting the same way, right? And so if you want to actually change any of that, step one, as you said, is awareness, right? To just know, oh shit, there I am doing it again, right? The moment you can at least stop yourself from noticing that you're doing that thing again, then that's the step where now you're going to start to change things. So yes, exactly. Sylvia Oliveira, uh, where do if we want to reach out to you, if if somebody needs help, where do, where would you find you? Well, the best place to find me on social media is my Instagram page, which is Beautiful Mind Daily. So beautiful mind daily. That's where you can find me on Instagram and you you can send me a message through there and we can connect. Great. Well, Sylvie, it was awesome having you and uh, hopefully this helps some people. I know it helped me a little. Well, this was exciting. My first podcast. So say honestly, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that you actually asked that you thought of me, that you asked me. It was, it was really a lot of fun and it was a pleasure. So thank you so much. Sweet. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed on the podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Jam Production Company, its affiliates, and or its partners.